you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialist, Cast of Dozens, that help us put on this show each and every day, each and every week. And here we are. We are smack dab into week 17. It is Super Bowl week, fantasy championship week, however you want to describe it for most leagues. I did not survive. I did not make it through. Uh, you got bounced in the fantasy live league thanks to Nick Foles. Sorry, pal. Uh, it was the worst way to lose, man. <laughs> like, because for me to be in that position, I needed James Conner to go off, and he gave me 25. And at that point, I'm like, this is going to happen. <laughs> and then Nick Foles happened. And it, the thing was, like, I, I said on Fantasy Live, I didn't want it to come down to, like, the final play. It was over it by didn't. the first quarter. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, it was, like, it was like watching a slow-motion car crash where you kind of saw it coming <laughs> and you couldn't get out of the way. Watching Nick Foles throw picks, get sacked, and Kareem Falcone gets by you thanks to the strength now, of Now I'm me. rooting for Kareem because yeah. when I lose to someone, I'm like, all right, now I want you to go you gotta on go and win, win the it. whole thing. Exactly, yeah. which, honestly, I guess in a way, because I lost to you and then you lost to Kareem, so it's like sort of I lost to Kareem. 
I don't know. I'm just trying to make this up for... This whole show got taken out by I'm trying to just make up <laughs> for getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. We got plenty to do on the show. We will have our game previews for Week 17. We'll do some heroes and villains. And we will have some sleepers for you in case you're just trying to fill out a roster to see what you can do to try to win a championship. Or and maybe you were in your consolation bracket and trying to figure out how to not be last place in that one as well. But let's get started, as we always do, with some fantasy headlines. And the big news coming out of Miami, Tua Tungavailoa is in concussion protocol after showing symptoms on Monday following Sunday's game against the Packers. The Dolphins announced on Wednesday that Teddy Bridgewater will be the starter for this weekend's game. Now, Tua, he missed weeks five and six because of a concussion. He did tell team doctors on Monday that he was feeling concussion-like symptoms, had a rough second half, and I know there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not that had something to do with it. He threw three straight interceptions to end the game in the loss to Green Bay over the weekend. But let's spin forward to week 17. We know Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. I guess the first question is, if you lost Tua, would you consider starting Teddy this week? Only if that was the best option out there. Like, there, there's a, it's a good streaming week once again for quarterbacks, I think. Like, Jared Goff might not be out there, but I, I'd rather him than Teddy. I'd rather uh, Daniel Jones. I think Mike White uh, has a good matchup as well. And then Brock Purdy. Like, Teddy belongs in that group. He's not my favorite of them. But in one championship that I'm in, it's a super flex league, and my opponent has Tua. He picked up Teddy. He's going to start him. And in, in leagues like that, I, I understand. But in a one-quarterback league, I'm guessing that they're – is probably better options out there. So no on Teddy Bridgewater. I'm sort of with you. He's well down the list of streamers. If if that's what's left to you, then I get it. But against the Patriots, I would rather try to avoid Could be the bad weather too. Could also be bad weather there. So again, he's well down the list of streamers. If that's where you got to go, then that's where you got to go. But uh, Mike mentioned some other names that I like a lot better this week. But for the rest of this offense. We saw Teddy before, and we know what he is. He's a guy who's going to keep you afloat. He's not going to make any huge mistakes. But when you look at Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, even the running backs, who benefits, who loses here? Uh, I think everyone kind of loses, but I think the receivers lose the least amount. Uh, like, I, I think, obviously, Mike Gusecki, we're not starting. The running backs, I would get away from this week. The Patriots have been one of the very toughest matchups on running backs, but we saw when Teddy even played, like, again, he had a good game against the Vikings. It's the Vikings, but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, those guys are so explosive that I can't get away from them because it just takes one big play for them to have a, a big fantasy game, as we've seen the last couple of weeks with Waddle. Looking at the weather for New England uh, for Sunday, 30 degrees, but 16 mile per hour winds. Maybe that takes away some deep shots for them, but I think as long as you could get the ball into Waddle in Tyreek's hands, I think they'll be fine. And you talk about maybe not taking deep shots. I don't know that Teddy's going to come in and start slinging the ball all over anyway. I think you're going to see a lot of shorter intermediate throws. Just try to get Waddle and Hill in space. Let them use their speed and do that. So in that respect, I think it keeps the floor fairly stable. I think you're right. The ceiling comes down just because you're going to be asking the receivers maybe to do a lot more after the catch than they would have otherwise with Tua. The running backs, you know, I don't know that I love either one this weekend. I think I'm really out on Raheem Mostert against the Patriots because they They've been pretty good up front. And it looks like Jeff Wilson's getting most of the work. It's been sort of confusing the last few weeks. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Jeff Wilson is maybe possibly a start. Mostert, I'm getting away from. I don't yeah, know I, I have him as the sit this week as well. 
Uh, let's turn over to Washington real briefly here because Carson Wentz has been informed that he will be the starter for the Washington Commanders the rest of the season. We talked about this a little bit on Monday. Wentz is another guy who I don't know that I want to trust him in championship week. That's not something I'm really excited about. But we also talked about the fact that he seems like he's good for Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Makes me a little bit worried about Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I... I... I would be souring on Terry McLaurin right now if I had him as well. And the thing is, I don't want to trust a Curtis Samuel, let's say, in a championship game unless I have to. Same kind of applies for Jahan Dotson. Terry was the one, though, right? Like, he was the match-approved, the one that you would start each and every week. I've had some people ask me questions where they were like, hey, Terry or DJ Moore? And I'm like, I'd rather go DJ Moore, Terry or Zay Jones. I'm leaning Zay Jones. So... I, I don't think you can completely get away from Terry, but it all depends on your options right now. And yeah, I agree. I, I'm sitting Carson Wentz. I had him as a sit in the start sit. And they were like, hey, uh, we don't know if he's a starter yet. So I had to replace him. But now I'm like, hey, let's throw him back in <laughs> the article too. The he's back starting again. Why not? I just, you know, it was interesting to go back and watch that game against the 49ers last week. Jahan Dotson made some ridiculous catches in traffic. Uh, one that sort of hot potatoed around. But in the second half, you saw a lot of Curtis Samuel, a lot of Jahan Dotson, not as much Terry McLaurin, which makes me sad because I was actually on the verge of buying one of the Taylor Heineke F it Terry's down there somewhere shirts. I, he should still be. I don't know. I don't think he's done enough to lose the job. I don't think so either, but I, I guess, I don't know. They felt like making a change because they are still very much in the playoff race and didn't want to potentially screw that up. Who knows? Now we have to adjust because of that. Let's talk some heroes and villains, shall we? Let's get to our fantasy hero of the week. Who is the guy who deserves a little more buzz because he is going to lead you to a championship this week? A <sighs> player that I thought was going to lead me to a championship <laughs> in the Fantasy Live League, James Conner, who has been playing out of his mind good as of late. He's been the RB2 since week 10, giving you just under 21 fantasy points per game. He's top 21 in four of his last six. Uh, he's really been coming to life with more receptions, more touchdowns. I think he has seven touchdowns in his last six games. And one thing I don't think a lot of people realize is that in the last month, the Falcons have allowed the fewest fantasy points to receivers. They've really been shutting down the position, which could lead to even more dump-offs, some more pass game opportunities for James Conner. He's been huge helping you get into the playoffs, helping you get this far, and I think he'll help you finish the job and help you win a championship this week. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago, actually last week, I was worried about him just because I thought with Trace McSorley starting that uh, Tampa would really try to close down on Conner, and it didn't really matter. He had 120 scrimmage yards, had a touchdown as well, so I'm totally on uh, with James Conner being that guy who can get you to where you need to go this week. I'm going to stay in that game and go on the other side, and it's Tyler Algier. And you're looking at Algier probably as a flex option right now just because the ceiling is still relatively low. But over the last two weeks, he has had season highs in carries. Two weeks ago, he had 17. Last week, he had 18. And it looks like with the Falcons – out of the playoff race, officially eliminated, that Arthur Smith is turning to some of the young guys to see what they have. They've gotten Desmond Ritter in at quarterback, and it looks like they're going to sort of de-emphasize Cordero Patterson in the backfield and give Tyler Algier some more opportunities. The other thing we know about Arthur Smith, much to our chagrin, come hell or high water, he's going to run the football. It yeah. doesn't matter what the game script is. Arthur Smith is going to run it. So that means Tyler Algier is going to get plenty of opportunity against a run defense that has been awful all year long. So he could be a surprise guy to kind of key your lineup and maybe help you win a title. On the other side, let's talk about the fantasy villains. Who's going to be the guy that you're going to be cursing his name because you ended up in second place this year? 
Yeah, if you made it this far with Nick Chubb, kudos to you because he has not been good as of late. And I went on Fantasy Live a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm not worried. More production's going to come. He rushed for 99 yards. Yeah, he's been averaging 9.4 fantasy points per game since Deshaun Watson has returned. He's averaged just 1.8 targets per game. He has not scored a touchdown. His high game is is like is 11 points, I believe, with Deshaun Watson. It just hasn't been pretty. And now he gets the commanders who have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points per game to running backs, the fifth fewest yards and touchdowns to the position. They're very good at stopping the run. He hasn't got a whole lot of production going his way as of late. It's spicy to say, but I actually have Nick Chubb as a sit this week. Ooh, that is spicy to say. That's, that's going to be a tough decision for a lot of fantasy managers coming up this week. For me, Leonard Fournette, probably not as hard to sit right now for a lot of folks. And it's been kind of a struggle with Tampa Bay backs for most of the year. You've had Fournette. You've had Rashad White both working in there. And now, after last week, you have Fournette coming out and saying that he's not 100%, that he's been playing through an injury. That is worrisome to begin with. Now they've got the Panthers, who early in the year we were sort of picking on them, but recently they have been one of the better teams against the run. In fact, they are giving up the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs over the last four weeks. So it just seems like this might be an opportunity. If you can get away from Leonard Fournette, I would probably do that. And what's a huge game for both these teams? I mean, we're talking about the NFC South on the line between two teams that are under 500. It's it's not appealing, but it is what it is. One of these teams is going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I kind of want it to be the, the Panthers just because I think they'll be more fun to root for. But I have to start Lenny in a, in a league this week. I'm I'm hoping he does something. Well, I mean, hopefully it does work out. I just I don't like the odds of it right now, the way things are, are stacked it. up against him. Let's talk some TNF Thursday night football, Cowboys and the Titans. And uh, this is the final TNF game of the year. Uh, week 18, there is no TNF. So this will be the finale. Of course, you can see it. At 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video and on NFL Plus. And let's start with C.D. Lamb, who has been lights out the last couple of weeks. Had a huge game against the Eagles last week. Does he make it into Club Dub and get you at least 25 points? Hit the air horns because I think C.D. Lamb is bringing us into Club Dub this week. He's been playing out of his mind good as of late, getting a bunch of volume. He just went off against the tough, what I would say is the toughest secondary in football against the Eagles. And then he gets the Titans this week who have allowed the second most fantasy points per game. I believe it is to, to wide receivers this season. They've allowed the most passes on deep, the most production on deep passes. So he could put up points in chunks. He's a good chance of scoring a touchdown and the Titans have been very good at stopping the run. So we might actually have to see Dak and the Cowboys throw it more than they like to, which probably means even more volume for CD lamb. I, I like C.D. Lamb a lot. I think he's just off the list, right? His name's not on the list at the front, so he's not getting VIP access. <laughs> but he's the first one at the door, so as soon okay. as space opens up, he gets right on in. I think you're talking about 23, 24 points from, from C.D. Lamb. I think it's a good day. I think some of it is because the Titans will try to run the football. They're going to try to shorten that game as much as possible, maybe not let Dak have the ball too often. Plus, I just have a feeling they're going to spread the ball around so other guys are going to get involved. I like Noah Brown potentially as a sleeper this week. Maybe Dalton Schultz gets it. I would say Dalton Schultz gets involved, but it's going to be Peyton Hendershot who catches the touchdown because that's just how life goes now. But uh, Lamb gets close to club dub, but not quite in, at least not on the VIP. Let's look at the running backs there. Who scores more fantasy points between Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry? 
I'm going to go with Tony Pollard, and it has more to do with me being afraid of the Titans than it does of Tony <laughs> Pollard. Look, Pollard's been great, and, and you know that, but the Titans, everything is going to come down to them from for Week 18 against the Jaguars. Like, the winner of that game is going to win the division. The loser is going to miss the playoffs. So there's been a lot of rumors that maybe they're going to rest Derrick Henry. I don't think they're going to straight up sit him. I think they'll play. They'll try to win the game. But what I think we might see is what like happened with the Giants before they played the Commanders. When they went down like two scores against the Eagles, it was like, all right, Saquon, pack it up. We're saving you for next week. I'm very afraid that that might happen to Derrick Henry this week. I'm going to stick with Derrick Henry as the guy who scores the most. I just think that with Malik Willis at quarterback, if they want to stay in this game, they're going to have to lean on Derrick Henry. And maybe it's not so much as a straight-up runner. Maybe they try to get him the ball in space just because you want to be able to get him going in the game. You also kind of want to give your rookie quarterback some easy throws. And why not get it out to your big bruising running back? Let him let him do most of the work there. So I think Derrick Henry has another big game. But – what you said is certainly in play. If they fall down a couple of scores, especially in the second half, there may not be a reason to really risk Derrick Henry when everything is going to be on the line in Week 18. Let's check out this tasty nugget cooked up by our NFL research team. Cam Akers had 34.7 fantasy points in Week 16. That was the most among running backs. It was 31.2% of Akers' season total over the last two weeks, he has averaged 23.9 fantasy points per game. That's second among running backs. So Cam Akers getting hot for fantasy managers at the right time. This week, he's got the Chargers who have struggled in run defense, not just this year, probably for the last couple of years. So can we expect something of an encore from Cam Akers this week? I don't want to tell people he's going to go out and give you 35 fantasy points again and score three touchdowns because that's probably not going to happen. But... I think he's very much so in play. He's averaged 19 fantasy points per game in the last month, so it's not like just a two a hot two-week stretch. The Chargers have allowed uh, the eighth-most fantasy points per game to running backs, but they've allowed the second-most rushing yards to the position. Look, we know the weakness of this defense is running the ball. Jeff Saturday might not know it because he thinks <laughs> Nick Foles is Patrick Mahomes or something like that, but I, I'm going to wager that Sean McVay is smarter than that. He's going to try to keep that Chargers offense on the sideline, keep his guys going by running Cam Akers a ton this week. What I have said for the last few weeks, and I still believe it, he is the best remaining playmaker they have on this offense. And despite whatever issues have gone on between Sean McVay and Cam Akers and, and everything here, they seem to have put that aside over the last couple of weeks just to go out and try to play some good football. And so I think you're going to see a lot of Cam Akers this week against the Chargers. I'm with you. I'm not going to sit here and predict he gets you almost 35 points, but I think he can get you 20. I think that can happen this week against Los Angeles. And I would say against Los Angeles, but they are Los Angeles. It's the Battle of LA. It's the battle for SoFi Stadium. Should have had that with like an echo behind it or something. <laughs> there it is. Ring the bell. They're getting it down over at SoFi this weekend. Let's get back to our game previews. Let's start with the Cardinals and the Falcons. And the big news for Arizona is that J.J. Watt has announced his retirement, so we wish him all the best after what is certainly a Hall of Fame career. But on the field, fantasy-wise, what is of note for this one? Yeah, I was reminded that Arizona did not like J.J. Watt when they drafted him. Now they love him. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, though, on the other side of this game, you could play Drake London. You talked up Tyler Algier. I love him. I also like Drake London. I think the Falcons rookies coming to life late in the season is very much for real. 
And London has seen at least nine targets in each of his last three games with 70 yards in each of those. He's averaged 14 fantasy points per game in that span with at least 12 in every game. So a safe floor, some upside there. It took Arthur Smith all year to be like maybe throwing the ball to our best player smart instead of just willingly taking him out of the game plan. And hey, better late than never, I guess, because it is working. The Cardinals rank middle of the pack against receivers, but their defense is not one that I'm afraid of. I think uh, I think Drake London's in play this week. Hey, man, Arthur Smith's not out here playing fantasy football. He's trying to win games. <laughs> Didn't really do either this year. I do think that Desmond Ritter has been good for Drake London, though. Bears at the Lions. First off, will Justin Fields bounce back? Didn't do much against the Bills last week. Uh, only 11 rushing yards. Does he bounce back against Detroit this week? 100%. Like, one, I said the other day, like, I'm a little bit fearful if the Bears are telling Fields to run less, or maybe that was just the Bills' defense capability of stopping it. He didn't have much running lanes. But either way, I think he'll be able to throw against the Lions because everyone has been able to throw against the Lions. <laughs> Sam Darnold finishes a top 10 quarterback against them last week. Zach Wilson finishes one the week before. Justin Fields is very much so in play again this week. I think so as well. And I know Adam Ranks has suggested that maybe they're going to tell him to kind of keep it take it easy a little bit these last couple of weeks they, they obviously don't have much to play for the playoffs are, are out of reach for them maybe they just want to keep him healthy and safe but I just think that they, they still want to go out and try to compete and try to win games and part of that means Justin Fields being very heavily involved plus after we spent all of last week talking up the Lions run defense then Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard and Sam Darnold and Raheem Blackshear ran all over them so I, I think it's a bounce back for him as well I will also say as I uh, catch my breath here, you can stream Jared Goff this week. And I know that seems weird because we've been picking on the Bears' run defense and sort of avoiding the, the pass defense, but they've had so many injuries lately that there's starting to be some holes in that secondary. And we saw last week Jared Goff go out and, and have 300 yards, throw three touchdowns. Sadly, they were all to Shane Zilstra, so that helped no one. But this week, I think you're going to see the Lions throw the football some more and Jared Goff spreads it around. Hopefully we see Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe some other players that were actually starting get involved this week, but I do like him against the Bears defense that has been suddenly soft in the back end. Jaguars at the Texans. The Jags still, still have life, still have a chance to make the playoffs. What are you doing in this one? I'm starting your Jaguars. Like, Trevor Lawrence is 100% still in play. I know on your fantasy app or whatever, like it may say red lettering that the Texans are a hard matchup. I don't care. He went out and played well, put up good fantasy numbers last week in bad weather against the Jets, who are a much tougher defense. The week before that, he went off against the Cowboys, which is a much tougher defense. He's matchup proof at this point. Travis Etienne gets a great matchup in this one against the Texans defense that have been ran all over. I think if Lawrence is playing well, it means good things again for Zay Jones. He's in play. I, I, I like Jones more than Christian Kirk, but I, I think both of the receivers could be start candidates this week. And then obviously Evan Ingram is a must start tight end. And the Jaguars defense is actually in play as well this week because the Texans have allowed a bunch of production to opposing defenses. So Unless we hear reports that they are going to sit their players, because some people have been tweeting me like, are they going to rest everyone for week 18? Maybe, but we haven't heard anything about it. So as long as these guys are playing, I'm starting them. Last I heard is that they have no plans to rest their starters for week 17. So all those guys are in play. And by the way, a very smart person uh, told me about the rule of threes, that if an offense has three legitimate playmakers, they become very hard to defend. And I think between Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram, you can throw Zay Jones in there, Travis Etienne, 
There's a lot of talent here in this Jaguars oh, yeah. offense, and they, they have become very tough to defend and recently. next year they're going to get Calvin Ridley. They could get Calvin Ridley, too. Yikes. <laughs> in the, in, look, in a wide-open AFC South, like – Oh, they're gonna! I think they're gonna run that division. They for very a while well now. could be the class of the division uh, starting next year. Broncos and Chiefs. The Broncos looking their wounds after getting absolutely stomped at SoFi on Christmas Day. They fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Now all they got to do is just go to Kansas City and try to figure out how to beat the Chiefs. Good luck, good luck, Denver. Uh, let's start though with with the Kansas City backfield. Is Jarek McKinnon a must start this week against the Broncos? I think so. I know he didn't have a huge game last week, but he still gave you around 13 fantasy points. If that's the floor, you love that. And this is the game where he first went off a couple weeks ago against the Broncos. And I think that could be by design because their secondary is so good at taking out receivers. We could just see a lot more dump off passes to McKinnon again. I think there's far too much upside to sit him. And there's way too much upside to sit him. And especially after we've seen the last few weeks, the Broncos run defense be gashed. We saw it last week with Cam Akers, but it's been happening a lot lately. So I think that gives McKinnon certainly a lot of opportunity. And the fact, as you mentioned, he is very much involved in the passing game, has sort of been going back and forth with Juju Smith-Schuster to be the number two target there in Kansas City. I think you absolutely have to have him in your lineup this week. Another guy that could slide into your lineup as a sleeper this week is Isaiah Pacheco. And it's been a little bit harder to trust him just because the floor has been fairly low. The ceiling, though, has been low. He kind of lives in a tiny house, right? Like, there's not, a <laughs> lot of, there's not a lot of gap between the floor and the ceiling for Isaiah Pacheco. And so as long as that floor stays fairly stable and you're looking at around 10 to 12 points, I think you got a good situation there. He needs to get you a touchdown in order, I think, to get to around 15 or more points. But uh, that could happen against this Denver Broncos run defense. Dolphins at the Patriots. We know Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the start for Miami. But anything else that folks should pay attention to? We touched on this a little bit early on, but I, I would sit Raheem Mostert. I, I even would sit Jeff Wilson Jr. if I had the option to. But I think Mostert is a must sit. Like, uh, last week, he played 49% of the snaps with eight carries and three targets. That was fewer snaps and carries than Jeff Wilson. Uh, they split the targets. Mostert was held to 49 yards, finished with 4.9 fantasy points. It, it was a rough game for him. And then the Patriots have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to running backs, which includes just four touchdowns, both on the ground and through the air combined. Four touchdowns to the position all year long. So if you're not getting a touchdown out of Mostert, the floor is less than five fantasy points. Same thing kind of goes for Jeff Wilson if they're splitting time like that. I, I don't love the Miami running backs at all this week. Do not love either of them. I think Wilson has slightly more upside. If you can get away from Mostert, I would probably consider that this week. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep with our game previews, plus figure out if Devontae Adams is a scary start against the San Francisco 49ers this week. That and more next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. 
Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone Some people you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. Colts at the Giants. This one means a lot for Big Blue, not so much for Indianapolis. But first question, will Saquon Barkley who's been playing well down the stretch, have a huge game against the Colts defense. I think so, because the Giants are probably going to be playing with the lead, which means a lot of Saquon Barkley. Um, we already get so many volume, so much volume in a regular game for them, but if they're playing with the lead, the Giants are a smart team. Like They don't take unnecessary gambles when they don't have to. Like They trust their run game, their defense. Um, I, I think Danny Dimes could have a big game, but I'm a little bit worried about... like. Him just not having to, you know. Uh, but I think Saquon either way will have a big game. And we've seen the Colts give up some points to running backs, especially through the passing game. I mean, Dalvin Cook in that comeback had the long catch and run for a touchdown. I think he ended up with 95 receiving yards in that game. Austin Eckler caught the ball a few times. That's what he does. So I think Saquon can do that as well uh, against Indianapolis this week. 
Anything else on the big blue side that you think should happen? I think uh, you should 100% must start the Giants defense, no matter what. Like, I have to decide between them and the Jags against the Texans in the league, and I'm like, I guess this is a good problem to have. Um, But since the Colts have hired Jeff Saturday, they lead the NFL in embarrassments. Like, they have gone out as of late. The last three games that we've seen the Colts play, they had the embarrassment on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys where they allowed like 30 defensive points in the, the fourth quarter. Then they blew the biggest lead in NFL history. And then they had that embarrassing game on Monday Night Football where Nick Foles was just throwing up every, like literally their first four possessions should have ended in a turnover. <laughs> and Jeff Saturday was like, you know what? Keep airing it out, Nick. You're in here because you're a big play guy. I don't care. They get the most sacks in the league, the most turnovers. They're terrible. Terrible is probably being nice to this Colts offense right now. Um, yeah, you're starting the Giants defense. You know, the funny part about this is there were reports that Jim Irsay is still very seriously considering giving Jeff Saturday the full-time job, which to me is an interesting way to say we are already tanking for Caleb Williams. That's kind of what I, that's what I took away from Jim that. Jim Irsay deserves everything that Jeff Saturday gives him. Jeff Saturday deserves everything that Nick Foles gives him. The only people I feel bad for are Colts fans because you guys got to go to games with, like, bags over your head right now. And Michael Pittman. I feel bad for Michael Pittman. Yeah, me too. Because he's got to struggle through all this as well. Saints and the Eagles. And I think technically the Saints are still alive for the playoffs. I don't – the NFC South is a disaster. The NFC South is a disaster. I think they're still alive for the playoffs. The Eagles still need one more win to lock up the one seed in the NFC. I think you start Miles Sanders in this one. And I think some of it is because the Saints' run defense has had some holes in it lately. I think that certainly gives him some opportunities there. The other part of it is Jalen Hurts is still pushing to play. I don't know that we've gotten an official designation as of us doing this show. But even if he does play, I do think the Eagles might want to have him run a little bit less. You don't really want to put that shoulder in jeopardy if you don't have to. So maybe that means more chances for Miles Sanders to run the football here. He's been great when the matchup has been favorable, and this one looks like a a favorable matchup, plus the volume of touches may be a little bit bigger than what he's been used to seeing for most of the year. Panthers and the Buccaneers, which is a showdown in the NFC Oh, the whole thing makes me queasy. Uh, what should we do in this one? The winner of this game is going to host the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, probably. Probably. Why? Which is if you're the Cowboys, that has to make you so angry. Yeah, I mean, unless you just want... I mean, the Cowboys are probably going to run through either of these teams. But I would be aware of Mike Evans yeah. this week. This, this hurts me to say because I've been, I've been trying to will Mike Evans back to life. I, I don't think it's a Mike Evans problem. I think it's a... Tom Brady, Bucks O-line, Bucks offense problem. But since week nine, Mike Evans has topped double-digit fantasy points twice. Uh, he, his high game in that span is 13. Like, there's just no ceiling. There's no floor right now. He hasn't scored a touchdown in forever. I did see something that said he's on pace to have more yards and catches than he has in the last two seasons, which is wild to say. But, yeah, Mike Evans was really useful early on in the season. As of late, he's been on the struggle bus hard. I, I have him as a sit this week because that's just how bad it's been. They can't get him the football. He's the guy they're asking to run downfield and stretch defenses where Tom Brady, uh, one, doesn't have time to get it down there, and two, just looks like he's short-arming it a few times too. We saw that against the Cardinals. So Father I would, time. It's hard to stay away from Mike Evans, but if you can, I would seriously consider it. The Browns at the Commanders, we know that Carson Wentz is back starting again for Washington. And for that reason, I like Jahan Dotson as a sleeper. I mentioned it earlier in the show. 
you go back and watch that game against the 49ers, and he made some really tough catches in traffic, a, a ball that just bounced around and sort of hot potatoed. He somehow came down with it. They asked him to go downfield and make some big plays. He was able to do that as well. And really the last few weeks, even when it was Taylor Heineke, we started to see Dotson kind of come back to life. We hadn't seen him much since the beginning of the season, but now it looks like he's back and making plays again. And even though the matchup is not a great one on paper against the Browns, they're sort of middle of the pack when it comes to wide receivers. I just think the targets are going to be there. Uh, and he seems to be kind of a miracle worker with contested catches. So I would, I would consider him as a sleeper. 49ers at the Raiders. I know the Raiders play in Las Vegas, but I still consider this a battle of the Bay because that's where I grew up and, and they were in Oakland for so long. And the Niners have always been up there. And there's still so many fans from each team in the region. The two most popular teams in L.A. They are the two most popular teams <laughs> in Los Angeles. This game's going to be actually played in Vegas, which means it's just like it's like a commute trip for any you know, 49er fans who want to go down there. It's like an hour flight from San Jose or something like that. Anyway, will Devontae Adams bounce back? That's the question here. Six points in week 15, three and a half points in week 16. Now he's got the Niners. Does he bounce back? I think so. Um, last week was weather and Derek Carr. Like, Devontae Adams was out there trying to make acrobatic circus-like catches, and it was just not a good game for, for this Raiders offense. But I do think he bounces back because the weakness in this Niners offense is against receivers. Like, they lock down tight ends. They lock down running backs. They they lock down quarterbacks to get a bunch of pressure on them. But receivers have beat them, and Devontae Adams can beat anyone. My only concern, as was pointed out to us before this block, was uh, there's some chatter that maybe Derek Carr doesn't start. If if he doesn't start, then I'm much more worried about I was, Adams. That's what I was going to ask. Like If, if it is indeed Jarrett Stidham who gets the start mm. against the 49ers, that worries me a little bit. I would say the only saving grace is that Stidham has you – know, he's made some starts in the NFL. I would think he knows enough to just throw the ball in the direction of Devontae Adams, let him go out make some plays. That's all I can hope. I, I'm with you that the Niners will give up some plays in the passing game. We saw that last week, whether it was Dotson, Terry McLaurin had a couple of long catches. So there are plays to be had. The question is whether or not Jared Stidham can make them. I feel a little bit more confident if it was Derek Carr – but at the same time, you're not sitting Devontae Adams. Not I, in championship I, I week. And, like, you you said, like, Stidham hopefully knows. Like, I've never made a start in the NFL, but if you if they asked me to start this week, I would throw every pass to Devontae Adams. I would yell out. I'm throwing it to Devontae. <laughs> I would just let you know. I'm throwing it. Like, I'm just going to do that anyway. I'm going to hope he makes some plays. But if it's not Devontae Adams, is there somebody else that maybe is worth a look? Same thing goes for, for this player, Derek Carr. Obviously, we like him a lot more if Derek Carr starts, but it's Hunter Renfro. I, I think he is a sleeper or a streaming option this week against the Niners. I, I know it's been a really rough year for Hunter Renfro, but he is coming off of his best game of the season where he scored a touchdown, finished with over 14 fantasy points. You could say it was because of the weather, sure, but he still got the job done. And then... The, the thing we said about the Niners, they do struggle against receivers a bit, especially in the slot. They've allowed the fifth most yards to slot receivers. They're in the top 10 uh, in touchdowns. And they're also just, they've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to receivers in general. Uh, but yeah, if, if Carr or Sidham are facing a lot of pressure, probably going to lead to a lot of quick short throws, which means Hunter Renfro. I think especially if it's Stidham, the last thing they want is to have him stand in the pocket and have Nick Bosa breathing down his neck all yeah. day. How, I, I know we didn't, but how do you feel about Josh Jacobs against the Niners? 
I'm starting him, but I don't love it. I'm scared. Very scared about Josh Jacobs against the 49ers. But again, he's been so good, it's just hard to get away from yeah, him exactly. at this point in the season. Jets and the Seahawks. And we know Mike White is going to be back starting for the Jetropolitans this week. And I love Bam Knight. I love Zonovan Knight as a start this week against the Seahawks defense. Some of it is because having Mike White there, I think, elevates the entire offense. But a big part of it is... The Seahawks just have not been good at stopping the run this year. We, we had that stretch in the middle of the season where it was like, hey, maybe don't pick on the Seahawks anymore. And then they got run over a few times. We're like, yeah, just kidding. You can still pick on the Seahawks. And I think this is a situation where if you've got Bam Knight, I think you put him in your lineup uh, at least as an RB2. And I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity and a lot of production for the Jets running back in this one. Vikings at the Packers, and Minnesota has already locked up the NFC North, but Green Bay still has a chance to get into the postseason, so a big one here. Looking at the Green Bay backfield, who has more points this week, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon? I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon, who has been getting consistent work, more consistent work on the ground than Aaron Jones has as of late. Dillon's also been used a lot more in the passing game, and he's getting all of the goal line work. I think this is going to be a game, though, where you could – start both of them it's a favorable matchup and I think they're going to try to run the ball a good amount to keep Kirk Cousins and that high-powered Vikings offense on the sideline talk about a turntables moment for this matchup by the way <laughs> how the turntables have turned I'm with you though on AJ Dillon I think mostly because the goal line work is coming his way I, I talked about the inconsistency in the Dolphins backfield and not knowing whether it was Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert I think that applies even more to what we've seen out of Green Bay there seems to be no rhyme or reason as to how many touches Aaron Jones gets versus A.J. Dillon. So this seems like an A.J. Dillon week. I don't know. Sort of guessing that on vibes, though. We do like the backfield for Green Bay. Anybody else that you like in this game? Christian Watson, I think, is a must-start as long as he is healthy. And he came out and said he's going to be good. He was said day-to-day. This is such an important game for the Packers. I expect him to be out there. And I know the last two weeks haven't been great, but... He still gave you close to double digits last week or finished with double digits last week in a game he left in the first half, and he nearly caught a touchdown. The week before that, he almost also caught a touchdown. He could win downfield after the catch in the red zone. He's their go-to guy. There's far too much upside in the best possible matchup a receiver can have, especially one where uh, they struggle downfield as well. So I think a, a blow-up game is very much in play for Christian Watson. Definitely like Christian Watson. I also kind of like Alan Lazard, who's been you know underwhelming the last several weeks but this feels like a week where maybe he could get some love in that passing game Rams at the Chargers the showdown at SoFi one team's going to the playoffs one team is very much not but I think you got to beware of Justin Herbert and I get it if you feel like you have to start him but let's be honest the last few weeks have not been very good Uh, just a couple of touchdowns I think two touchdown passes over his last three games uh, a couple of picks he does have some yards he's thrown for over 300 yards but he's just not putting the ball in the end zone and the Rams for all their struggles recently they've started to be better against quarterbacks in fantasy and so this could be another game where Herbert throws the ball fairly effectively but maybe doesn't get you a whole lot of points again I get it if you can't get away from him but just his recent slump has very much worried me especially here in championship week Sunday night football it is an old school rivalry between the Steelers and the Ravens two teams that just flat out don't like each other very much would you start Mark Andrews who has been on the struggle bus lately yeah it depends on options like I don't think he's just a straight up sit but if you have another tight end maybe you grab like Dawson Knox off of the waiver wire I'd be fine sitting him for that but like 
I'm not just sitting him to sit him, you know? That's, I think, the thing, because we still know the ceiling is high. And weirdly, even though he's not producing, he's getting a lot of targets. The target share really hasn't dropped off. It's just that it's a lot of short throws. The Ravens offense flat out stinks right now <laughs> and look I look you see how much Lamar Jackson means to them and I know if you're the Ravens front office you have to be wondering like maybe we do have to pay Lamar Jackson just to have something going here because Tyler Huntley has not had the same kind of spark this year but the ceiling is high for Mark Andrews and so that's what makes it hard to sit him even though he hasn't come anywhere near it so far in the last the six weeks or so and anywhere else in this game that people should be paying attention yeah, I, I think I would sit both of these running backs, if possible, Najee Harris and J.K. Dobbins. These are two teams that are very good at stopping the run. Uh, the Ravens have allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, but it gets even less uh, in the last month. And when Harris played them a few weeks ago, he had uh, 33 rushing yards and 17 receiving yards. He only broke 10 fantasy points because of a touchdown. But if he doesn't get that touchdown, the floor is very low. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins. I know he was running great before last week, but uh, the Steelers have been tough. They've, uh, they're in the bottom 10 of points allowed to running backs. Uh, they've been even better, allowing the second fewest in the last month. Uh, Dobbins split touches here. There's just, for me, the floor is low with both of these guys. They're not must-sits just to sit, but you likely have running backs that you've been debating between with them the last few weeks. I think it's a week to go in another direction. If you like defense, this might be a game to watch. I don't expect there to be a whole lot of points. Or better yet, if you just like offense, maybe go do something else than watch this game. Because I just don't, I don't see a lot of scoring happening no. between these two teams this week. It's time for Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats. Managing a fantasy team and hitting refresh on your scores works up an appetite. So order with Uber Eats today. Bengals and Bills, I guess I should say Bills and Bengals if we're going to be absolutely correct about it. On Monday Night Football, I know a huge one for both these teams, a huge one for you, and a huge one for fantasy managers because oh, yeah. a lot of relevant players in this game, and I am sure that there will be a number of matchups that come down to this Monday Night game in fantasy leagues. Stephon Diggs, the last three weeks, has not been great. A combined 19 points over his last three games I mean. That's a decent week for him in most situations. Does he bounce back against Cincinnati? I think so. Um, part of the reason I lost to Fantasy Live was because I had digs on my roster, and it hasn't been pretty the last three weeks. But I expect a ton of points to be had in this game. They only threw the ball to him twice as of late. I, I don't get what's been going on, why he, he basically weekly is like screaming to be thrown the ball more. Um, but I think this is a game where they're going to set Diggs free and, and they know that they need him to have a big game. Part of what uh, McDermott and the Bills coaching staff has talked about was that the last couple of years, Diggs has had to do so much in the season that come the playoffs, he's been gassed. Maybe that's why they've kind of eased his usage as of late to keep him fresh. But either way, I, I think that a lot of points will be scored in this game. And if that's the case, I expect Diggs to get in on the fun. If they are really trying to save Diggs for a playoff situation, this game is sort of a playoff oh, situation. This is, this is, I think this is the biggest regular season game of my life as a Bills fan. It is, it is huge for both these teams trying to establish seeding. I mean, I think the winner of this game, if there is a rematch, probably gets this game at home. Yep. So winning this one this week is going to be huge. I think that's enough to make sure Stephon Diggs is very heavily involved. I would love to see sort of a wide receiver showdown between Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase. I think that just could be a whole lot of fun for me as a dispassionate observer who doesn't have a rooting interest either way. I will say, though, 
while you can start Stephon Diggs, I would get away from either of the Bills running backs if you could in this one. The Bengals have been tough on running backs all year long. And, yeah, it was nice last week to see both Devin Singletary and James Cook have good games. I don't see that being in the works this week. I think maybe one of them can have an okay game. I can't see both of them really producing much of anything. If you have other options on the roster, I would really strongly consider that because I think for both these guys, the floor is pretty low this week against that Cincinnati defense. That was Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Even if you make the wrong fantasy lineup call, make the right call on delivery. Order with Uber Eats today. Let's talk some sleepers for Week 17. Mike, who's on the list? DJ Chark, uh, he's a sleeper, streaming option, whatever you want to call him, that I like a lot this week. He has topped 90 yards and 14 fantasy points in three of his last four games. Uh, the, the floor isn't super safe, but the ceiling is high with DJ Chark. And the Bears, in the last month, they are allowing a bunch of fantasy points to receivers. The Lions are at home where their offense is much better. Jared Goff's been playing really well as of late. Uh, Chark, I, I think, is someone that if you're going a little bit deeper at receiver, he's someone that you could pick up and plug in your lineup. I like DJ Chark this week. I also like Richie James going against the Indianapolis Colts. And James has very quietly put together a nice run. Uh, we've been very heavy on Darius Slayton all year long. And then Isaiah Hodgins had a big week last week. But Richie James has done some pretty good things uh, over the last few weeks. And the Colts are giving up some big plays to wide receivers. So if the Giants decide to throw the football, now game script could be an issue if New York takes a lead and decides they just want to grind clocks. So there's always that in, in play. But James looking to get some targets. And I like him a lot this week. Uh, your next sleeper for the week. Brock Purdy. The Brock Pot, as Brock Marcus has, uh, has dubbed him. He's been playing really good football. Like in, As a starter, he's averaged 18 fantasy points per game. His low is 16, so it's kind of what you said about Pacheco. Like There's not much of a gap between the floor and, and the ceiling, but that's useful when we're talking about a streaming quarterback. You just want a guy who you know isn't going to blow up your lineup, especially in championship week. But I actually think... We could see more upside potentially this week than normal because the Raiders have allowed these six most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Their defense has been torched all year. I always say like trusting Purdy is more trusting Shanahan and those playmakers around him. And that's still true. But Purdy has earned more trust as well. He really has. And he's starting to make some more plays. And it's been really fun to sort of watch all this happen. I'm going to go back to that Colts-Giants game, and I'm going to go with Zach Moss. And we didn't see a ton of him, weirdly, because as you mentioned, the Colts decided they wanted to just throw the ball on the Chargers. Weird. But maybe they learned their lesson after last week, and they want to try to run the football and keep it out of Nick Foles' hands. So that would mean a lot of Zach Moss against the Giants' run defense that has been very soft recently. So if the Colts decide they want to kind of make this a shorter game, grind some clock, keep it on the ground, Zach Moss – is going to be your guy. We liked him last week. It was kind of meh. I think this week maybe there's more of an opportunity. Uh, you got one last sleeper for me. Yeah, this one feels kind of gross, and he brings absolutely no floor. But Hunter Henry is a streaming option for you if you maybe been streaming tight ends all year or something like that, and you're looking at the waiver wire like, who could I, uh, who could I pick up and plug in? Henry has shown us that he can put up good numbers in favorable matchups, and that's what he has this week as the Dolphins have allowed the third most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Again, I'm not telling you to pick him up and play him over Mark Andrews or whoever your regular tight end is, but if you are in need of someone off the waiver wire to get in as your starting tight end, 
this is at least a very good matchup for Hunter Henry. He does have a positive matchup, even if the Patriots struggle to throw the football consistency consistently. My last one is Noah Brown. I talked about the Titans secondary and what C.D. Lamb might be able to do. And I said I like C.D. for 23, 24 points. I think what keeps him from 25 is that Noah Brown gets into the mix. We saw him early in the season while Michael Gallup was hurt as he was making plays. Now, the last couple of weeks, he's sort of come back into our lives because time is a flat circle. Because the Titans secondary is so bad, I think Dak's going to be able to get the football out to a number of different places. And I like Noah Brown to get some of those opportunities when they can't always get it to C.D. Lamb. If you want more sleepers, you can check out my weekly column at NFL.com slash sleepers. It goes up every Thursday morning, so be sure to check that out when it hits the interwebs. Uh, This is our last streaming podcast of the season. We'll have more podcasts for you. It'll just be audio only. But uh, last streaming one, first off, a big shout-out to the specialists who've been a huge help all season. Yeah, give yourselves a round of applause. Where's the specialist, Cam? You guys are as much a part of the show as the two of us who sit here and jabber for an hour on end. So shout-out to all of you. (laughs) Uh, as we get toward New Year's, though, any uh, any big recollections? Anything that that you'll you'll take away or remember from this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, this year was a for me personally was a huge one. Like uh, getting to do the show every week, getting to do a whole bunch of fantasy live. Like it was a huge one uh, for me. I will always remember it very fondly. I, I also just want to thank everyone who watches and listens, and because this is a dream job for us, and and without you, none of this is possible at all. So, like, truly. Very, very grateful. Can't thank you guys enough. Um, yeah, I just I had a lot of fun this season. Yeah. Like, that's my memory. Like I, I look forward to coming to work and doing the show with it, with you and the specialists and Heitham and everyone. So uh, just thank you. Like I, I never would have imagined this a few years ago, and I'm just very grateful. <laughs> 100% on all of that. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I really like what we've done together. I'm, I'm really grateful this year, uh, first off, to everybody who watches and listens and interacts with us, but especially to the specialists, whether it's Hytham Kalani, Randy Chavez, everybody over here. Uh, there's so many people to name that I, if I start to, I'm going to leave somebody out and I'm going to feel bad about it. But uh, here in, for me, what is season number 12 um, this has been as interesting a year as ever, and I feel like we've really built something really fun, and I've enjoyed it. Hopefully all of you out there who listen and watch this show uh, have enjoyed it as well. It feels like a good place to stop before I get too emotional about this whole <laughs> thing. So that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if they can make penicillin out of moldy bread, they can surely make something out of you. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy Week 17. Best of luck in your championships, and we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.